What's up, fam? Welcome to the Most Normal Gamers Podcast, episode 77. We are recording Woo! on Tuesday, December 8th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, John Swanson, joined by AJ ID. What's up, dude? Hello. I'm doing pretty well today. It is a Tuesday, confirmed. <laughs> Tuesday confirmed it sounds like a parody of my old favorite video game podcast, Weekend Confirmed. It is. Yeah, it's Tuesday confirmed. <laughs> Let's do that. Uh... Yeah. Nostalgia can always do that to you. Anyway, this week on the pod, we'll be talking about cyberpunk reviews coming in, a South Korean retailer fighting back against scalpers, and the delay of the Prince of Persia remake. First, we'll get into the lowdown. If you want to be a part of the conversation or if you have a pressing question that you want us to weigh in on, you can hit us up at MN Gamers Podcast on Twitter. If you don't use Twitter, you can send an email the old-fashioned way to podcast at mostlynormalgamers.com. And that's also our website, mostnormalgamers.com. You can go there and check it out and sign up for our newsletter, which is going to come out, I think, on Monday, this upcoming Monday. Yes, that sounds right. So we get rocking on writing that stuff up. Go to either our website or you can go to mngamers.substack.com and check out any back issues or sign up. It always feels like we're coming in just super hot on that. (laughs) We definitely are. Because even though, you know, like... It's the second Monday of every month, so I was like, oh, that's almost like mid-freaking December. I'm going to have plenty of time. Haven't even What even is a keyboard? Yet. So, as usual, they say that's a good motivator, right? Pressure? It is. So, I don't <laughs> that's know. That's how you get diamonds. Exactly. <laughs> oh, hey, that was a good one, man. Science joke. I like it. Yep. Science, it's real. Prove it. <laughs> Anyway, let's get into what we're playing. Who wants to go first? Why don't I go first? Just because it's kind of the same, so and it can maybe lead into to like your conversation a little. I don't know, but I got Chris. You'll be happy to know that I got let's my third clear on Hades. So I'm I'm chipping away, slowly, slowly chipping away. Love the game still. It's awesome. Also, um, I did start Avengers just barely, like scraping the surface. So I've unlocked, like I finally found tony and unlocked his new suit or not new suit just like really his regular suit i'm really looking forward to that because just today the new oh my gosh i'm mind blanking on her name right now kate bishop bishop kate bishop yeah kate bishop so i'm pretty excited to check that out too um i know like a lot of my friends are hopping back into it because of that so there's new excitement surrounding avengers at least that's awesome timing that you picked it up for cheap last week then yeah so that's pretty much all I've been playing. Otherwise, AC Valhalla, which I know, John, you've been diving deep into. Yeah, man. Uh, real quick, I I listened last week and heard it. Chris, Chris, you like rolled credits finally on Hades, right? I Yes, I I haven't gone back since seeing the end end, but I did. Gotcha. I made it all the way. <laughs> I, uh, I was kind of waiting for that uh, cross save to come out for Switch and PC. Because I really don't want to finish playing it on my PC for whatever reason. I just don't like playing on PC that much. Um, and it's still not out. So maybe one I know day they delayed can... they delayed that from having it at launch. I don't know when it's supposed to hit. But... Yeah, I thought by now it would be out, but apparently not, which is fine. I don't, I mean, whatever. I know that's a feature we can't really expect. So it's cool. Take your time. Doesn't matter. But I would like to get back to it, preferably on my Switch. I feel like it would almost be a different experience playing it on PC because there are times where I just want to like turn my switch into sleep mode during yeah. one of the runs. And it's like, 
so much easier to just like put it aside and then pick it back up. It's exactly. like a perfect game for that. Anyways, I actually uh, wanted to ask some questions about Avengers because I felt like we had some like really hard opinions about what we were seeing out of that game on this podcast yeah. way back at the start of the year. How how is like how does it feel so far playing it? Like I, I think, can try. Are you the only person who's played it on yeah. our team here? I can try to answer some of it. I just haven't given it like enough of the old college try, as they say, for me to like really comment on it. Like I haven't even unlocked all the characters yet. So yeah. you get to play as all of them in like the beginning for like a short little bit. Um, anybody who played the demo knows this. Like it's the same thing that you could play for free on like, I know for sure it was on PlayStation. I don't know if it was on Xbox, but you could play it for free for a while there. And I just, I, I'm, I'm afraid to say too much because I, like I said, I haven't tried them all, but the movement is awesome. Like you can tell you're playing as Tony. Um, did either of you play Anthem at all? Yeah, I did. John, I did not. I'm thinking of picking it up now that it's on EA Play for Game Pass. Oh yeah, you should because it's 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 totally worth for until you run out of content. <laughs> but yeah, that's actually kind of a they are saying Avengers like ran into too. Like the game kind of died because of lack of content. But um, the flying itself, like when you're flying around as Tony, it's just like Anthem. So that totally has that like you're zooming around you can you know hit circle to dodge an incoming rocket and it's just you have that like power fantasy of rocket man or of iron man so awesome yeah i i'm excited to hear more about it um i will say i I have i have a new a couple things to comment on it i guess when it in regards to this new update um they added things into it that to me sounded like should have been there in the first place like before when you were playing by yourself you were unable to have like there's certain doors that like only Hulk can open, for example. And if you weren't Hulk, you couldn't open that door. And if he was on your team, there was no way to like have him open it. So he'd just like stand there. But now there's like a way to like ping it and then Hulk will open it. Which I was listening to someone in the party like put do that today and they were like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. And I'm just sitting there like, that should be in the game. So yeah, that's not like I remember that being one of like the major complaints that i was hearing when people were talking about it when it first came out was like it just doesn't make sense that having somebody right there wouldn't engage Mm -hmm. and like because it's yeah and it's a looter shooter so like the whole point is to collect these chests and then they put a chest behind a wall that you literally can't open it's like makes no sense (laughs) uh but other than that i had a lot of fun playing with the writings great uh they say like really funny quips just like you'd expect you know, Tony's like, oh, blah, I'm glad I have this backup guitar and like stuff like that. It's sweet. Like, you're going to like it if you like Avengers. Cool. Let's or, talk about or I want to hear about Valhalla, though, because it sounds like you both are playing that. Yeah. AJ's like, <laughs> fucking, I don't know, been living in that game for since it came out, it sounds like because he's almost maxed out power level, I think. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure how it go, far it goes. I'm going to look that up while we talk. But I think I'm, I just reached 90 or 92 power level and it's, it's fine. It's not as good as Odyssey to me. Uh, I think when Odyssey came out, there was kind of the opinion was broadly felt by a lot that it was not respective of your time and, mm-hmm. uh, or respecting of your time and, I feel like that's even more so true in this game. It's 
it seems like things like you upgrade your town. It reminds me of uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag in that way, where you kind of bring resources back to your base and build up your town and get things going like a bakery and a brewery and like a stable and shipyard and that kind of thing. And uh, so I've been playing for like 30 or 30 plus hours probably. And I think I've only been able to upgrade like three or four things due to resources. And there's like maybe 20 things that you can upgrade. So it seems like a lot of that stuff is kept like you either have to play a ton of the game or buy those Helios credits or Helos credits or whatever they are for resources. So, and it's, it's almost seems somewhat predatory where they're kind of gearing it to so that you want to do that in order to uh, get done faster, if that makes sense. I don't know if you felt that way, AJ. I, I think the difference between you and me right now is that I have like a lot of free time. So I actually haven't even thought once about a lack of resources. In fact, I have like almost too many sometimes because I'll, I'll like well not when it comes to upgrading the settlement that shit's expensive yeah like it is. I'll, I'll do like three raids and i get to upgrade like two buildings yeah exactly <laughs> and that barely puts a dent in your settlement upgrade bar or whatever but like i said i've just been kind of cruising through and going to the next thing and 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 skipping like we were talking pre-recording like skipping a lot of even the treasures and stuff and i still have had plenty to upgrade my armors and stuff um but i also like have been sticking with pretty much the same things the whole time so like all the resources have gone into the same items versus like spreading it out throughout different ones so that might be part of it but yeah Yeah. i guess a a little bit agree to disagree when it comes to like being as egregious as predatory because when i was playing odyssey i had to like buy an xp booster just to like get to the levels that I needed to like fight the next thing. Cause it literally wouldn't let you go to the next thing. If you like weren't at a certain power level. In yeah. Odyssey. Yeah. So it's, it's a little bit different in that regards, but I, I see what you're saying because there's just so much stuff and so many upgrades and it, it's so expensive. Like it costs so much leather to even upgrade like one level of your things. And when each one has 10 levels, it gets to be a lot. Yeah. And the other thing is like the equipment, like you buy or if you go on a raid and you get a new set of i don't know armor or something it doesn't do like you're like oh sweet i got new armor and you look at it and it's worse than your current armor yeah like every time you have or to like upgrade equal. it yeah, yeah or equal want you to do yep. that upgrading yeah and you have uh, to upgrade it to notice and also can you sell anything like can you sell your armor that you don't want i don't know about armor i know you can sell trinkets and yeah. and fish and i think they call them training goods or something right so like if say there's like an armor set and weapon set that i for instance i use one-handed weapon and a shield in the other hand i can't sell my two-handed weapons i'm just i just have to keep them i can't break them down to resources i can't do anything with them they're just sitting there in my inventory wasting space and i guess it's just kind of frustrating in this is the first assassin's creed since like the quote-unquote new era of assassin's creed where you can't do that you can't either dismantle or sell your current equipment to use it for upgrades or whatever so i find that a bit frustrating and then um the other thing is when you go on raids like you'll get into a town 
and you'll go to open our door and oh the door's barred okay so you gotta like walk around and figure out which windows open so you can shoot the like the barred the door yeah, yeah open the, the, like the wood <laughs> yeah and then you open the door and then you go to where like the treasure is and there's a wall that needs a like have a lantern by it so you can blow it up. So then you have to wander around the town and look for a lantern so that you can blow up the door to get to the treasure chest. And it's just like, okay, like how many walls do John, we have to make? You're just explaining Assassin's Creed games. I don't from, know, like, man. The beginning of time. Really? <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like it. I don't know. Then I don't understand why this one bothers me so much. And I, <laughs> I should say I am like 30 plus hours into the game and I, yeah. I it is fun, man. It does have that fun loop. Like the, combat's fun and the rating is fun and doing these things like like shooting off like being like oh shit that door's barred i need to go around and shoot it open or whatever like that stuff's sure. fun but it just gets <laughs> to a point where you kind of feel like the game's taking advantage of you and not like oh you want to play this game to the end like i don't i don't know i feel like you would have to put it in at least 100 hours to finish this game so i don't know if yeah. i'll finish it by the time i point. get cyberpunk well, this week I'm at 100 hours right now, and I will say that there are times where I'm like, God, I just don't care about getting this chest. Like I, That's why, I mean, you just have to leave them sometimes, because I don't want to go find that window to shoot the tiny wood thing just for like my 18th piece of titanium, so yeah. I'm going to be okay on the, like skipping this one. Right, and there are times you get to towns like you, you're saying, and you can't even figure out how to get the treasure you're like oh it's obviously 30 feet underneath me but i have no idea how to get 30 feet underneath me so i guess i'm just gonna leave it for now yeah i get. i don't know christy do you have any questions or anything i just can't believe that it's like a 120 hour game apparently right like, yeah like i feel like <laughs> assassin's creed odyssey you could probably beat at least in far less than that and i was thinking this one would be the same but like I don't see any way you could beat it in less than like 70 hours. Yeah, that's probably right. I was going to say, to be fair, I have a hundred in, but I've, I've gotten every single, um, I forget what they're called. Like region. Every single region is now my ally and I just have one more to go to finish the story. So I kind of like went a roundabout way to get more time out of it before I finished it. But they're also gated by power level too. Yeah, so you can't but, there's some areas you can't go into until or you shouldn't it doesn't recommend you go into that's until true. you're level 130 160 250 you can be like 20 under though and as long as you're like okay at the yeah. game you're all right <laughs> my two questions would be one how do you feel about the combat in this one is it like noticeably different from the recent ones in any ways i know it's kind of the same like i think it's like dark souls-esque like Assassin Creed Odyssey and Origins combat, but are there any like significant differences you find like interesting in this there's, version? There's one thing that sticks out to me significantly, and it's the arrow crafting. Because when I was Cassandra in ancient Greece, there was an auto craft option, and once you had enough wood in your inventory, it was just unlimited arrows basically. But this, mm. even with my quiver upgraded, I only can carry like 30 arrows or something. And that gets pretty frustrating because not because it's bad, just because I'm used to unlimited, you know, <laughs> I'm used to like a broken 
like cheesing the game kind of and then they took that away from me in this so yeah right <laughs> well and in odyssey man as you were writing your as you were writing phobos across the beautiful landscape you could if you cross the tree you could hit triangle and pick up the tree or whatever whereas in this mm-hmm. game if you cross iron ore or something that you yeah, want you to can. pick up you can pick you it up you can yeah you can you can pick up iron can, ore yes also if you're gonna fish i suggest like riding your horse through shallow water and just shooting them with arrows versus actually fishing. Cause in thus far <laughs> in my experience to get iron ore, you have to go up to it, bash it with a freaking hammer and then pick it up. If you, it kind of glitches weird, but if you do it right, the horse will like smash it with his hooves and you can just mash triangle and grab yeah. it from the horse. Yeah. I'll have to give that a shot then from now yeah. on. But yeah, I don't, right. I, it is, it doesn't work as well. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I think when I had Odyssey, I'd, I purchased like the ultimate edition of that game because it was on sale after the mm. first of the year or whatever. And uh, that came with the XP booster. So I wonder oh, if maybe that's why I had so much more. All right. You just enjoyed that different game. experience. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if it was available for 10 bucks in this game. I don't know that that's, I don't know. It, I don't know. It's, it's fine. It just feels like they're gating it on purpose to encourage you to spend money on resources so that Mm -hmm. that's my feeling of it anyway yeah my other question is viewing like these most recent three as kind of a trilogy in this new assassin's creed style as opposed to like the more backstabby original versions um if you had to recommend one for me to pick out of the three to play knowing that i've never touched any of the new ones which one would you pick? And is it Valhalla? Did you play Origins, John? Because I didn't play Origins. I played a, like 10 hours of it. Okay. Um, dude, I fell in love with uh, Cassandra in Odyssey. But dude, this game has grown on me so much. And I think I would recommend Valhalla. Because it has this whole extra component of like the home base where like as you upgrade the buildings like it kind of gives you like a, a home to come back to like you, you can have a pet there and stuff and um i like that a lot and i also really like the fact that i don't know the story is a bit different like you're not arch enemies with your sibling right away like i can see how the story could kind of be cool if you switched like genders and stuff um the boat isn't as cool i'll say that the boat's way cooler in Odyssey, but I think out of the three Valhalla, after all that long-windedness. I would hands down say Odyssey. Okay. And perhaps my mind will be changed by the end of this game, but I i don't know. I put like 120 hour. I played all the DLC for Odyssey and everything, and I couldn't get enough of that game. I thought it was gorgeous and fun. And uh, yeah, I'm with you, AJ. Cassandra was just a fantastic character. Mm. I, thought, I made so. it all the way to Atlantis, <laughs> but I never finished it. Yeah. So I've made it almost all the way through every DLC. There's yeah, so that, much. There's so much, man. So much. I have yeah. like almost 200 hours. I have like 190 hours into Odyssey. My God. Holy yeah. shit. That's well, crazy. I mean, it sounds yeah. like I can't really go wrong between either of them. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. and I've heard a lot of people say they like Origins too. I, I didn't take to it. I guess I don't think I really like the Egypt area really that setting yeah just and i loved greece i thought it was it was gorgeous man it's a beautiful game it just feels like you're in like this picturesque scenery constantly everywhere you go so and not that valhalla isn't because it is uh you definitely get out of that wintry area and into like you said last week aj like a 
greenery and kind of a cool area. So uh, it's beautiful, mm-hmm. but it just doesn't compare to Odyssey in my mind. Um, and then real quick, I've just been playing Majora's Mask on my 2DS because it's one of the few Zelda games I've never finished. And it's fun. It looks so much better on the 2DS than it looks on 64 because I've watched some videos of people playing it on Nintendo 64 and it's just crazy to watch and see. Isn't it wild that they like improved it so much on a handheld? It just it like breaks my brain as a person who grew up on Majora, like Majora's Mask. I used to like hands down say it was my favorite Zelda game. So like it blows me away how good it works. It's beautiful on, on 2DS. It's, it's amazing. I can yeah. believe. And it came out seven, eight years ago or whatever. It's crazy. Um, it's still that like all my brain too, <laughs> but it, you know, we just got, uh, the Mario collection and they did way more work putting Majora's mask on 2ds or 3ds or whatever, the 3ds family of consoles than they did on Mario 64, putting it on that collection that they just released earlier this year mm-hmm. by far. So, uh, it's cool. I, it still bothers me that you have like a time limit constantly and I'm, I know there's ways around that and I just beat the second boss. So uh, I've okay. got a ways to go, but um, I'll probably, you can find the it. way of, of easing that time limit already. At yeah. The you're at. Yeah. So, I think I know how to do I think I, I don't, just found out how to do like, it. Okay. Half of me wants to be like, here's how to do it. And the other half of me is like, I guess you'll just look it up if you want to see it that bad. I don't know. I think I'm I know like, what it is. This game, like, Majora's Mask is just one of those games that makes me act weird because like the secrets felt so precious when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> like I love it. Oh, uh, so good. Anyways. I get it. How about you, Chris? So that How, was, what have you um, been playing? Well, I wanted to shout out Grezzo, who's the team that did the update of that and of Ocarina of Time for the 3DS. Um, as like people are really, really good. They're almost like Nintendo's Blue Point. Mm. Um is Blue Point the people that did yeah. Demon Souls right. and stuff. Yeah. And like they they bring a similar level of care to like Nintendo properties that Blue Point does to everything they touch. So not maybe not quite as high quality. But what I've been playing is a lot of the same stuff as I have been playing recently. Um I finally feel like Jedi clicked in place for me in the last week. Combat's starting to feel more manageable. I got the double jump, which I feel like the game mm. is like almost broken without. Um, the game's kind of broken period period Uh, (laughs) board i mean i did open it i had my first like major major glitch which was i opened a chest and then he just like stood in place and didn't do anything first like several attempts and then i tried to like walk out of the room to reset it or something and then he froze off a cliff and fell to his death but didn't die and just floated in space. <laughs> and it was like that for like 20 seconds and then it's and then it popped up that I got the equipment from the chest and then he fell to his death. Nice. Um it, it's growing on me. I feel like there are parts that I really like and parts that kind of give me a headache. Um and it's not necessarily the things you would think. I'm still frustrated by those sliding puzzles. Um, but I don't. Which I'm, sliding puzzles are you talking about? Those slopes that go one direction that you have to like. There's one in particular where there's like rotating wheels that you have to use the slow ability on, force slow. 
and you're like sliding down these ice oh okay yeah yeah and then you gotta jump and grab something yeah okay and so like normally on these sliding puzzles it will respawn you at the top so you can choose whether or not to go back down it or not but for whatever reason this one respawns you going down the slide (laughs) and it like was it was the worst and it was like very early on that i ended up trying to go down it anyways um The other thing that I want to shout out is I'm also still playing some Apex on PC with my buddy. Um, It's cool to have two different respawn games. Uh, It's a little disappointing to compare how polished Apex Legends feels compared to um, how Jedi is feeling kind of not polished. But I have been continuing to play some Tetris Effect and then saw on Twitter just like in the like five seconds that I had Twitter open on my phone in the last week that um, people are super into classic Tetris on Twitch. So like twitch.tv slash classic Tetris is this whole new renaissance of people playing the original NES Tetris in like head-to-head competitive multiplayer. And these younger players have created a technique called hyper tapping. And when you're watching it, they're playing it on speed 18, which I've never even gotten to. (laughs) And it just looks like a slow game of Tetris when they're doing that. It's so wild. There was the Tetris World Championship over the weekend, I think. And I was catching just like a random match. And it is some of the coolest video games I've ever seen. Um, They had like two shoutcasters going over it. And they just kept going, boom, Tetris. Which feels like the 2020 catchphrase I needed. Boom, Tetris. (laughs) Clear 2020 (laughs) out of here. Boom, Tetris. Um, And so like there there are like VODs on Twitch right now on that. I think it's just literally classic Tetris on Twitch. Highly recommend it. Very good background entertainment. Very engrossing. I just like ended up staring at Twitch on my cell phone for like 10 minutes straight. Um, Boom, Tetris. Boom, Tetris. It was amazing. And now I want like, oh, it's doing that thing where I want to learn that technique to try and like get good at Tetris. And it's definitely never going to happen for me. So I should just move on. <laughs> oh, before we move on from what you've been playing, shout out to Mark Scholl for calling me out on Twitter for saying that Fallen Order came out like two years ago or something. When it was yeah, like you guys were a bit off. A year ago. Yeah, yeah, it was last year. I think you said two years and Chris was like, I think it's been like a year and a half. It's like yeah. yeah, I was trying to round up from... <laughs> my that was a fall 2019 game (laughs) uh you'd think they would have patched out bugs like opening a chest and just idling there dude you know what's funny is like everybody said that when they when that game came out like oh they'll patch this stuff and they'll fix it and add fast travel or this and that and they have done none of that they did there was a big patch that they added um a couple new modes like an arena mode where you can like build out battles Oh. If I'm remembering correctly, weird. I w- I would go back and platinum that game if they would add fast travel to it. But I just know because going into the stuff like you're talking about, Chris, Dude. where you have to do certain things over again, like and the bugs that are there. Not to take away from the game because the game is fantastic, but uh, yeah, I feel like I would get super frustrated and end up breaking a controller if I went no, back to play that game. They need to find a way to, I don't know, balance out the. Because I, I literally have, like, one area 99%. Like, I found everything but one thing. And in order to find that one thing, I mean, without watching a YouTube video, I guess, like, because there's no fast travel, like you said. There's no map to tell you, like, 
where you've been once you've cleared everything really and it's like it's a lost cause to find that one thing <laughs> yeah exactly that one percent like imagine combing through these 3d maps yeah oh yeah the huge. maps are horrible too some I of them are huge that. They're horrible in a way that I like it, though. Yeah. Like, there's, I could go off on, like, how that feels like a, a tangible design decision to have the maps be the way they are. And they have, like, that Star Wars mm-hmm. computer sound effect of, like, when a, an image is panning on any Star Wars computer, the noise anytime you're panning around in those maps. Like, it, it feels like it's baked into the universe for the way that they are in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like, and I like that about it, but I also think that the maps are confusing as hell. Yeah. Yeah. There's I'm, no way I'm going back to find that one thing. <laughs> no. Maybe if they ever, maybe they'll remaster it for PS5 and Xbox series and then put fast there you go. travel. I don't know. You can dream, right? Jedi Ultimate Edition 2021. Exactly. Only sixty nine ninety nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seventy nine ninety nine if you want an orange lightsaber, <laughs> or you could play it on Game Pass and get that orange lightsaber for free. Mm, that's where they get you, though. Like AJ said last week, DLC, dude, you got to pay for that shit. I it, unless it like secretly charged my credit card, I didn't. No, I mean the new, the next update, uh, whatever DLC. Oh yeah, I'm sure it would be. <laughs> oh, and now also, did you did you guys know? I didn't know this for their own games like games like outer worlds and stuff you have to pay for dlc on that also like if you have game pass if you play outer worlds you can play like the base game but if you want to play the dlc for outer worlds then you have to buy the dlc good to know which i find that feels weird because it's like okay i don't own this game but i own this dlc pack right that is weird if the game ever comes up yeah isn't that strange it's kind of Sorry, fucked up. I, I was just shocked and I couldn't stop myself. That's no, I liked it. Yeah, it is. Anyway, do you guys want to get into some news? Mm, I do. It's the news. Okay. Well. Breaking news, breaking news, fresh on the pod. We have some images from Halo Infinite on Twitter. Oh my god. <laughs> character Wait, models. Yeah. I think they're like multiplayer armor character models. Oh. Is it cool? Ash Johnson from Kotaku. I think her last name is Johnson. Don't quote me on that. Ash Parrish, my bad. Ash Parrish, I don't know where Johnson came from. Uh on Twitter. Uh, is retweeting somebody <laughs> with images uh, that are tagged with Halo Infinite just of like the different multiplayer armors. Uh, it looks like Noble Defender armor coding work in progress in engine render, mm. it says. Interesting. Um, yeah. They definitely look like Halo. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry to interrupt, but I've never had the opportunity to go breaking news hey, as we're leading into Halo. the news section. Yeah. Too bad this comes out on in three days. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it won't be breaking then, but it's still yeah. fun. <laughs> Which also reminds me, I put in news today and totally forgot about the game awards. And I suppose we can talk about that at the end of the news if you want. Uh, but 
I mean, not that I don't care about the game awards. I just think it's kind of funny. Maybe we can make some predictions if we have time or something. But anyway, okay, yeah. Uh, I must be coming up like the tenth, right? That's Thursday. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so Cyberpunk reviews are in, and it turns out that game is really, really good. Are you guys surprised at all? Mm. I'm a bit relieved, more so yeah. than anything. To be honest, yeah. because it, I don't know. And I don't know. I have conflicting views about this game right now. I'm really excited to play it. But there's also just like a bunch of negativity surrounding it on Twitter. Like, How so? Like I've seen multiple like people that I really like and follow on Twitter being like kind of attacked. Like Jeff Grubb. Um, and there's a, a journalist for Game Informer who wrote an article about how the game gave her a seizure because she has epilepsy. Oh yeah. And then like people were replying to her Twitter just with like flashing gifs and shit, like trying to like cause a seizure because she wrote an article about cyberpunk causing a seizure for her. So it's like, dude. Yeah. It's like really ruining this awesome thing that I was really excited about um, in some ways, but that's not cyberpunk's fault. You know, that's not CD project red's fault. It's just shitty human beings fault. (laughs) But I do I, think, though, that CD Projekt Red has a community that is full of people who would be prone to do that. Like, I think they could manage their community in a way to condemn actions like that. I agree. And I'm not sure if I've seen anything from them on that. Again, I'm not on Twitter as much as I used to be, so I, I'm not aware of any action they took to condemn that, but that is messed up. Yeah. And just from things I've like read on their subreddit and stuff, like I definitely agree with what you're saying. There is a hopefully minority presence. That's pretty shitty out there when it comes to that game. Yeah. And I, I wonder if part of it has to do with the premise of a cyberpunk anyway, like the idea behind a cyberpunk is like, yeah, uh, like the kind uh, of person that would be a fan of cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah, wow. Am I like living say without It's maybe not as like nice as the kind of person who is a fan of Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah, and I don't... In instant aspects. I'm generalizing. But loyal please. fan base since The Witcher 3, right? It's not just cyberpunk fans. It's it's CD Projekt Red fans. And okay. Is it really? I didn't know that. I think so. Okay. I think they have a defense force. They do have that... And I'm still. I, I I heard somebody else say this. I just don't remember who. But um, they have kind of like a can do no wrong since the Witcher yes. three because oh, yeah. they had like that letter and they gave out free DLCs. And this was a oh man, an article I read. I wish I could give the author credit. I'm really sorry, but they had these really good thoughts on it. And I should I should search for that and maybe tweet it out. But yeah, it was like that. Chris was saying like they have a defense force of these people that no matter what they say, are going to be like, Cyberpunk! Ah. Yeah. What was Jeff Grubb saying? Was he negative on it? or? Oh, I guess I actually didn't see his actual review. I was just seeing reactions to it and him like defending, like, these people who haven't even played the game are coming at me, like, saying, oh, yeah, we knew Jeff already wasn't going to like this and stuff like that. So, like, um, Jeff Grubb of GamesBeat, I'm on Metacritic for the game, for the PC build of the game. Gave it a six out of ten. Holy mm. shit! I might have to go yeah. read that. 
the lower end of the reviews. So like anytime people link out to Metacritic, I always dig in and go to like, what are the very bottom reviews that are scored? Yeah. Um, GameSpot's got it at a 70 and PC Gamer has a 78. Wow. Um, the the vast majority are 90, like 90 to 100 on uh-huh. Metacritic. Um, but they, the, they do take into account a lot of uh, outlets that a lot of us haven't even heard of before. You know what I mean? Yeah. The other thing is um, I want to give them like some of the reviews that I was reading just the snippets out of really cite like the main problem they have being the technical issues that are plaguing the game. Um, it looked like that was the main issue that was brought forward by GameSpot's review. Yeah. Um, and, and so we- they are planning on fixing those things supposedly, but we just had this conversation around Jedi. So yeah. Well, and, but uh, Joe Scrabbles, I pulled an article here from IGN uh, talking exactly about that. And I think AJ was kind enough to put the notes in that there's a day one patch coming out. Um, that's. Well, I don't know if the whole patch was that. That was just what my download was because the game let me download it today. And that was oh. the, it was like a 1.042 something download. Gotcha. So I don't know if I think the game itself might have been like half that and then the other half the patch or something i don't know exactly the percentages but that's the total at least that i had to download today i don't know if there's going to be another one at midnight tomorrow (laughs) so wait that's for the game and the patch i believe so because i think they would have both out because it's one point or i guess i could tell you the because there's no way it's only one gigabyte that would be Sorry, a uh, hundred and I'm sorry, I put a decimal in the wrong place. A hundred point oh four was the whole thing. Oh, gotcha. So there might be like forty gig and then a sixty gig update, or vice versa. I just wasn't saying the right numbers. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, well, either way, that there's supposed to be a day one patch fixing all these things. I guess that's they only released the. PC build to outlets for review. Um, so the fact that nobody's played it on consoles yet is kind of concerning to me, except for people who are, you know, got the game early or whatever. Which one, well, the other the thing is, is a lot of like bigger out, like I would say like the fact that us gamer didn't get review code, like tells you like there are outlets that are like of note that I would consider of note that are not getting review code on it either. I thought us gamer was, closed i thought they got they had a large amount of staff like they're being downsized so that could be a part of it i'm not sure if they're part of like the euro gamer network and a couple other brands um i'm not sure i could see if euro gamer has a review out but i just you know they are a place that is continuing to provide reviews still (laughs) right on right on well i and i guess the only thing i saw bringing down the score was the glitches did you guys uh, read anything else that was uh, concerning to you about the game? I haven't done a deep dive into all of the reviews yet, but the first one that I saw was the Game Informer review, and I did read that fully. And the text of that review came off way more negative than the like ninety that they gave it. If that makes sense, I thought that. Yeah, interesting. Maybe I'll read like, that too. It, he was saying. Um, I can't remember who reviewed it for them. I think it was their EIC. Um, oh, Redder. Andrew, Andrew Reiner. Yeah. Reiner. Reiner. <laughs> um, 
so like opening paragraph, Cyberpunk 2077 is a work of awe-inspiring ambition, dazzling with, with its massive scale and creative vision. The world of Night City is a metropolis of futuristic art, stealing your eye with stunning neonlit architecture and streets filled with citizens made out of flesh and metal. It's an open Night City is an open world that immediately pulls you in and keeps you engaged with its dark narrative, meaningful player choice, and overwhelming amount of side content. Sounds great, right? Yeah. Does but then if we're gonna go, there's a there's like one or two graphs in here that I was like not hearing the same level of enthusiasm. Uh, Johnny Silverhand sadly isn't the only glitch in Cyberpunk 2077. Not since the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim have I played a game that is riddled with so many graphical bugs at launch. The danger of entering a CD bar loses its bite when one of its patrons stands motionless in a T pose. <laughs> A high-speed motorcycle chase down a highway is far less intense than it should be when an NPC biker shakes so much that he looks like a blur. Little (laughs) visual hitches in the environment and characters occur frequently, and they're jarring, but I rarely ran into anything in affected gameplay. The only major issues I experienced were when I could no longer look down the sight of my guns during one mission, reloading my save fixed the issue. Um, It goes on. But... Sorry, I just want to comment one real quick on that. This just sounds like a big open world game at launch because I've been playing 100 hours of an Assassin's Creed and we probably have like 25 pictures of bugs in our party alone of just funny things happening. So, And it hasn't affected my... If anything, in ways it's added to it, um, I will say... Oh, maybe I'll save this one for later. Gucci has a bad bug on his. The other paragraph I wanted to point out and maybe like engaging in this would be a part of... A later conversation, but um, Silverhand will bring a smile to your face, but Cyberpunk 2077 doesn't have many joyous bones in its body and is often heavy in its delivery of its dark content. Night City may be vibrant, but it's home to mostly evil people doing terrible things. Some of the content made me uncomfortable, including story moments dealing with abuse and sexual assault. Even the average bystanders, bystanders sometimes gave me pause, such as a drugged woman being held in place by a man, a setup see- being seen all over the city. Um, developers should be free to explore all subject matter, but it sometimes feels careless in cyberpunk 2077, more like edgy set dressing than meaningful commentary. Mm. That felt like a damning paragraph in a review. That's a nine out of 10 for sure. Yeah, I would agree with you. And so I, I just want to point out that, like, I think there's, yeah, there's a, I believe knowing the pedigree of CD project red CD project red, like they are the group that continues to feed into these games for years, right? They completely redid Witcher 2's combat and gave out a patch for free where they completely redid that game's combat. Yeah. They're the people to take a starting point and go super far with it. So I think it's a different comp like and I love like Respawn's one of my favorite devs, but like different level of like ability to maintain an ongoing thing even though they're doing a live service game right now but i think the things that you can't patch out are the way the narrative treats serious subjects and maybe misses the mark which is something that i've heard from some of the reviews that aren't scored in kind of like the way that they're being referred to and again i haven't dug super deep into reviews on this yet but i'm hearing that there's maybe a little bit of missing the mark in the way that it's presenting some of the you know very adult themes that it's trying to tackle yeah, I, AJ. I don't know if you can recall what Marcin said when we interviewed the composers 
a couple weeks ago about what the I think you straight up asked him what's what is cyberpunk or whatever and his explanation of how dark it was I was like that was not what I was anticipating as a explanation for the game I guess I wasn't aware of how yeah, the level I think of darkness that this shows it will tear you apart emotionally is yeah exactly and yeah. I was like damn like i wasn't aware that's kind of where they were what they were going for so but like to but um, it's what it sounds like though is that they're not tearing you apart emotionally they're throwing up some you know dirty moves with people who are you know doing sex things just to for the sake of them doing sex things you know yeah yeah and maybe i think like know. specifically like sexual assault depictions are like a really sensitive subject yeah absolutely yeah. man and that's in, like an intense thing to just have be like set dressing in a video game absolutely and if you're gonna broach the subject like you better tread very lightly you know what i mean yeah uh anyway i still think like there has to be something to this game's gameplay for the review scores to be this high with the level of technical issues that are in the game Mm. right like there has to be something there yeah or narratively or something and so like i am intrigued by it um, I actually am in more, uh, this has me more interested in checking it out than I was initially. I've been very trying to mute my excitement for this game for a long time. Um, just because of feeling like something must be troubled if it's taken this many delays to get it out the door. But, um, I'm more excited seeing that it's getting like generally overwhelmingly positive reviews. For sure. Word. Well, what do you? I guess we'll find out. We'll talk more about it next week. Those of us who are going to play it, I'm guessing, are you two both going to play it when it comes out on Thursday? Yeah, I'm playing it tomorrow at 11 p.m. Whenever <gasps> lets me in. <laughs> you are, you are such a badass. I'm, I'm waiting until 2022 after I beat The Witcher Three. There you go. <laughs> but um, I, I want to refer back. Can we jump back in time for a second? Yeah. Back into what? So um, I know I said we had beep, 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 breaking news. So um, those screenshots that I was shouting out from uh, from Ash Parish on Twitter uh, come from HaloWaypoint.com. Um, I guess today is 343 Day, 343 Industries Day. Um, and so they had a, a couple of big news pieces around uh, some stuff going on in Halo 5 and some of their other projects, but then ended the day with a uh, development update for the progress they're making on Halo Infinite. And that's where the screens that I was talking about came from. Um, so if people want to read more, it's just on Halo Waypoint. Um, and they have a little bit of like an interview format where they're answering questions uh, about the graphical style and things like that and dev progress. Sick. Um, let's go. Let's talk about it's about that Korean retail retailer. Uh, I almost said realtor. Game Worry, G-A-M-E-W-O-O-R-I is the name of the website. It's a Korean re- South Korean retailer that is combating uh, those fuck faces that are reselling consoles for a ridiculous price known as scalpers. <laughs> so uh, they have said that anyone who pre-orders and is found to be selling their pre-order well, their pre-order will automatically be canceled, which I thought Interesting. was pretty badass. I don't know how you're going to uh, track them down. 
but I'm sure they have their ways of doing it and they will automatically cancel your pre-order. I thought this was badass and maybe is a great idea for Amazon, Best Buy, Target, and Walmart to think about next time there's a console launch so that those yeah. of us who actually want the console can get it rather than having to spend a ridiculous amount of money to get it because fuck those people. <laughs> My one worry is the unintended consequences of the person who ends up buying the pre-order and then it just is they buy a code that's canceled. Yeah. I, th- I feel like most, I mean, it's the buyer beware kind of thing. Have you guys heard about that? There were people on eBay selling photos of yeah. PS5s. Yeah, we talked and, about that last week. Yeah. Oh, did, oh, that's where I've heard it then. That's absolutely <laughs> where I heard it. Uh, Most normal. I wasn't. Sure. I wasn't. Yeah, it's a good podcast all, that I heard. All it great on. podcast services, except for title. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! I should. I should really go rate that podcast I was listening to. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's fucked up, man. And the, yes, you explain it in there, but nobody's gonna buy. Like, I guess to a certain extent, it's buyer beware. And if you're gonna buy something like that from somebody on eBay, like. I don't know. You're taking a big risk anyway. So, and the other thing I thought of, man, is like, maybe I brought this up, but they, uh, my controller, the X button on my controller was sticking. So I called them to have it sent in and repaired and they require you to send in the receipt from the store that you bought it. Like with the, like the store receipt with the item. So if I'm guessing if you're, if you buy a, ps5 and something goes wrong with it and you bought it from a scalper you're just fucked so interesting yeah i never even thought about that it's not like by serial number it's by purchase huh yeah and i don't i mean i don't i'm not don't mean to besmirch the people who are out there paying scalpers because i get it like you're excited for this console and you want to play it so i'm not gonna fucking talk shit to you but fuck the people who are selling them to you for a grand or 1200 bucks or whatever yeah and maybe even a little bit fuck sony for not it doesn't matter really where you bought it. If it's like a malfunctioning thing, they made it, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I, I don't know. I just feel like retailers next go around should maybe give this some forethought and mm-hmm. for their customers and sell them to people who actually want them, not sell them to a bunch of fuck faces who are going to resell them for more money. For sure. John, do you care about this next one? Prince of Persia remake delayed? Not really. Not enough if you want to are in a hurry to get going. No, I just meant like, I thought you were a Prince of Persia fan. Oh, I am. Uh, I do care, but I heard it look like shit, so I wasn't at all surprised to find that it was being delayed. So this is good. Yeah. As, and I, as usual. I feel like there's maybe not a ton coming out, but like I'm, it's going to take me a while to finish Valhalla. It's going to take me a while to finish Cyberpunk. And then uh, what else is coming? There's stuff coming out pretty soon. So... I don't know. I don't mind when stuff gets pushed back. And I never looked at the video for this, but I heard it looked pretty terrible. So did you guys ever see it? I did not see the video. I did. I thought the visual, like the visuals did look a little bit unpolished and like definitely more like a Xbox 360 gen game, if not a Xbox, like a very early Xbox one game. If I was going to like place it somewhere. Yeah. Um, Ian Walker at Kotaku wrote up the article that we're pulling this news from, but it's also out on the Prince of Persia Twitter. Um, The thing that he points out in the article that I thought was really interesting is that this is 
the third Ubisoft project to be delayed in the last three months with Far Cry 6 being pushed um, and Rainbow Six Quarantine also being pushed. Um, And it sounds like they're saying 2020 has been a year like no other in the official statement. Um, So I think it might be another victim of uh, the COVID shutdown of game development or moving it remote. Yeah. Um, I bet their investors aren't happy, man, because remember last year they moved a bunch of games towards the end of the year where you're all like, how are they going to release them? Because watching mean all of the games that they just released. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm playing like half of them. Like every yeah. game I own right now is Ubisoft. And I'm like, what is happening? Because they were supposed <laughs> to release like Watchdog Legions. They were supposed to release uh, at that time, Gods and Monsters. Uh, those are both... I'm sure there's other ones too that I can't think of. Those were both supposed to come out like earlier this year and didn't. And that's fine. But I remember last year in particular, they had an investor call and they were like, oh, we got these games coming out. So, you know, it'll be fine. And now here we are again where they're just delaying shit. And that's fine. But don't give unrealistic expectations to your games. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. If it's going to take a while, it's going to take a while. Like, did anybody really think like Cyberpunk was going to come out in April? Like, even pre-COVID, I didn't think that game was going to fucking make April. There was no way. Yeah. <laughs> so. I I don't know. I feel like they weren't showing anything, but it could have been one of those things where it's just like, yeah, the game's ready. Like Yeah. Like they a, had already delayed it at that point, right? Yeah. Like a Fallout 4 type situation. It sounds yeah. like I was being overly optimistic with how much of a, a state it's in, though. <laughs> Any more last uh, news tidbits that y- either of you can think of? No, I did want to All say right. I got that news about the South Korean retailer from Brian Ashcraft over at Kotaku. I forgot to say that. Oh, word. Yeah. Good job, Brian, bringing the good news about, well, at least the one people fighting the good fight. <laughs> That's right. Um, well, that brings us to our listener write-in. We did have a write-in on Twitter from Alex, Alec, Alec H, a.k.a. at Bebop underscore Fox. He wrote... At M and Gamers Podcast, question for you guys. As we get closer to holiday break, how do you handle your backlog of games? Do you actively try to go through your list, or is it more of a I get to it when I get to it kind of thing? Um, I guess I sort of already answered him on Twitter. And for me, like with the podcast lately I've been at le- trying to play like at least one like current relevant game. Other than that, like I, when I need like a break, I just kind of like look at the library and pick something at random. Like I definitely don't have a list that I'm going through like as I bought them or anything like that. Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad idea though. To maybe that would give me an idea of how many games I actually have to play because I have a ton. <laughs> and I don't. I tried to sign up for a like social media platform that's centered around clearing your backlog and got overwhelmed just by the process of trying to like add stuff to it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even lying. That sounds about right. There's also um, an app uh, called, I think it's just the GG app and it's a little, uh, their sales pitches, they call it like Letterboxd, but for games, if you're familiar with Letterboxd, which is like a social media platform where you can write up reviews and say what you are playing and make lists and things like that. Um, and that has kind of stepped into that role for me a little bit, but not very much. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. I wanted to shout out, uh, continuing the love for Kotaku. Um, there was an article that I just like randomly read a week ago, I think, um, on Kotaku about how do you handle like a big backlog? 
and it has actual like tips and it dives a little bit into the psychology and stuff that would go into like thinking about a task like clearing a backlog or a list. Um, and so that's uh, Ari Nadas at Kotaku. Um, if you Google how to chip away at a massive backlog, uh, you will find <laughs> a, a pretty good article about it. Um, and the recommendation that I was surprised by in it, um, which is counterintuitive, is that supposedly people fallaciously would say, oh, well, if I have five games on my backlog, I should just do these four short three or four hour ones so that I'm like 80% of the way done with my backlog. When in reality, if you have this big 120 hour Valhalla at the end for Assassin's Creed, you should start with the big one so that you get the biggest chunk of hours out of the way. And that that is a better way to feel like you're making progress instead of tricking your brain into thinking you're making progress and then getting frustrated when you hit that wall of the really long game. <laughs> Very but I have no method to my madness. Yeah, I'm over here playing, playing Jedi because I finally got the new Xbox and that motivated me to check it out. Um, yeah. And then Tetris Effect Connected kind of is a backlog game, but I never owned it. And now I just happen to have access to it because of Game Pass, which is going to be another complicating factor. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I feel like I just buy games and have the intention to play them, but in reality, there's never really any ever going to be time for me to actually do that in the near future, you know, with the games coming out, I guess. And it's hard yeah. for me because if something doesn't grab me right away, I'm very impatient. Like it's hard for me to sit there and like keep chugging away at a game. I'm not enjoying that much. Um, which I find happens a lot when I dive into the backlog games, which just is why they end up in the backlog in the first place. Right. For instance, I bought thief for on PS4, which is a PS4 game. I think an early PS4 game for like a dollar 99 or something on PSN. And I don't, I'm not certain I'll go back and play it. I'm not certain I won't, but I can tell you it's not very high on my backlog and there are probably at least three or 400 hours of games in my backlog right now. So, uh, I don't know. The other piece of advice that I thought was really helpful is just become, this is also from that Kotaku article, but like become okay with just putting it down and saying, I'm not picking this back up again. Like be okay with saying I'm done. Dude, the one thing, okay, this is the one piece of advice that I do have because I've used this for Dark Souls games because I'm fucking terrible at them leave a note for yourself like either have a notebook or if you have the game case leave a note for yourself like telling you why you stopped playing it so that when you go back to play it again you it's basically like a note like (laughs) your your past self telling you listen dude don't fucking play this game because John, you you took the game Dark Souls and brought it into the real world, and your dead body left a message for your future self. That's what to I'm saying. To warn you, it's yeah. literally a mechanic from the game. Yeah. So John just opens it and it says, "You suck." <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, yeah, that's why I don't play Dark John Souls. John opens the case and it says, "There's an enemy on your right, but it's actually on your left." Yeah. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Because I did this with my Nintendo Switch version of Dark Souls Remastered. Because I was like. I know I'll come back to play this game again because I always fucking do this with dark or the from software games. Leave a note or a, like in a notebook somewhere, like leave a note to yourself why you didn't play it, what exactly it was that you didn't like about the game that made you not want to play it anymore, and then you don't feel compelled to go back and play it anymore. Because I know the feeling, man. Like 
to no what i actually need is john to mail me that unused copy of that game for the switch (laughs) it's not unused i played it and then left a note for myself it's going going unused. oh i gotcha the phrasing of that was tough (laughs) well hey before we get out of here i want to get since the game awards actually are in two days and this comes out in three days i don't want to go too far into it because we could maybe even do like an episode about it next week but I, th- I want to do like what, like who you want to win and who you think will win just about the game of the year. Um, and to remind people, the games that were nominated for game of the year are Doom Eternal by id Software slash Bethesda, Final Fantasy VII Remake by Square Enix, Ghost of Tsushima by Sucker Punch slash Sony Interactive Entertainment, Hades by Supergiant Games, Animal Crossing New Horizons by Nintendo, and Last of Us Part Two by Naughty Dog slash Sony Entertainment. Guys, who do you want to win, and who do you think will win? I think I want to know how much Microsoft paid Jeff Keighley to get Doom Eternal put on that list. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> and I think Last of Us Part Two will probably win, but I my vote is Ghost of Tsushima. Chris, how about you? I think the right choice, which is my choice, even though it might change by the time we talk about game of the year, is Animal Crossing. Yeah. But I think Last of Us Part Two wins it and sweeps every category it's in because people just love to award Naughty Dog stuff. Yeah. Um, I 100% agree with the fact that Last of Us Part Two is going to win it, and I am with John that Ghost of Tsushima is my game of the year as of now off this list, but god do I want to say Hades. Trust me, I, I was holding my it, breath. But I can't do it. I was it's holding Ghost my breath on that Animal Crossing thing. <laughs> I like, it just hurts me to say it because like, it's my game of the year is Hades, but it should be Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> Alright then. Uh, or the culture. Terrorist. Animal Crossing is the culture's game. The culture of the world. Oh, I see. Anyways, like the up. global game of the year. I see what you're saying. Like if I, I was gonna, you. if I was on a voting panel, I would say it should be Animal Crossing, but right. Hades edged it out for me personally. Gotcha, gotcha. That's perfect. Yeah, it should <laughs> be interesting. <laughs> well, that does it for our show today, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. AJ, can you let the peeps know where to find you? Yeah, you can find me at AJ underscore ID. That's E-I-D-E right now. It is all just posts from Assassin's Creed Valhalla and probably will be neon clad in cyberpunk very soon. Yeah. Chris, how about you, man? I am at VG Occasion on Twitter when I occasionally log into Twitter these days. From what I hear, it's a bad place to be. Yeah, especially today. Fuck Cyberpunk fanboys. Apparently. I said it. You can find me at Johnny Samsonite on Twitter. You can also send us emails to podcast at mostlynormalgamers.com. Follow the podcast at MN Gamers Podcast on the Twitterverse. Sign up for our newsletter at mostlynormalgamers.com or at mngamers.substack.com. I'll get there, guys. Don't worry. And lastly, leave us a five-star <laughs> review on whatever platform it is you're using to listen to us currently. That would help us a lot. 
do it. Thank you for joining us this week, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. 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 Go play some cyberpunk, everybody. Yeah.